another edition of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. We are three into our month of don'ts. We previously did Don't Breathe and Don't Look Now. And uh, this one is the third one in the series, Don't Go Into the Woods. This, uh, I chose this one. I recognize the cover art from Days Gone By. It is a 1981 film, and I do remember reading about it over time. Uh, every now and then, whenever I get on the bowels of the internet and I go down these rabbit holes and I read about old horror movies, and you run across what was called the, the British Video Nasties thing, which was a, a time in the history of the UK when they banned a whole bunch of movies uh, from being released in Britain uh, on VHS because they were deemed too mostly just too violent. Yeah. So a lot of these horror movies that we end up reviewing here got swept up in that. And the thing I, I mean, I'm not from Britain. I obviously, (laughs) we didn't live there at the time. So I don't know a whole lot about this controversy, except for the fact that it seemed to frustrate a lot of people because um, the board or whoever made these decisions were pretty vague and opaque about, you know, why something would get banned. And it took quite a while. It took decades for these movies to get off of that list and become available uh, in Great Britain again. And this is one of those films that's often cited as one of the nastier of the video nasties. So we decided uh, we needed to do it. And <laughs> it's quite a movie. <clears throat> wow. That's that's saying something. <laughs> I, I have to say, Craig, uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say this could very well be the worst of the worst films that we have reviewed so far. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm really racking my brain to find a worse movie. You know, you always people always say this and I always laugh actually when people talk about, "Oh, that's the worst movie I ever saw." It's like, "You guys have not seen the movies that I have seen." Right. You know, most of the time when people say that about uh, you know, films, it's I can point to much, much worse films. But this one pretty well takes the cake. Uh, there have been few films I've seen that were worse than this one, that were, you know, not rated X. <laughs> <laughs> and even those even those had some entertainment value. This one I was really pushing to find. <laughs> uh, so, Craig, uh, tell me your history with this fine film. Oh, gosh. I, don't, I, I didn't know anything about it, never heard of it, but... You have brought it up from the very beginning when we've, I don't remember who it was who recommended that we do this um, theme, um, but uh, from the very beginning, you were like, oh, we got to do Don't Go in the Woods. And so I was expecting some, you know, cult classic kind of thing that I had just been unaware of uh, for some reason. And I I get now why I had never heard of it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I still hadn't. <laughs> yeah, like... I have a hard time even believing that this movie would be fun to see with a group of people. I, I, I don't know, man. I like. No, it's really bad. Now there are some parts like it's one of those. It pushes the line of it, it straddles that fence of so bad it's good. Like there are some moments that are so bad that they're kind of funny. I mean, I legitimately laughed out loud uh, mm. sometimes. But this is one of those movies where. I was I'm laughing at it. Like I yeah. I don't even know if the filmmakers I don't even know what they were going for here. That's the thing. Like I feel like this movie doesn't even really know what it wants to be. I I don't get if it was supposed to be straight up horror or if it was supposed to be some sort of commentary. I can't imagine what it would be commentary on. You, you know, I guess don't go hiking. I I don't know. Um <laughs> but it, it it's just really bad. And and they had to have known how bad it was, I guess. And there are some moments that are so winky and so tongue-in-cheeky that I feel like, okay, I, I guess I get that they knew they were making a bad movie, and so they're, you know, kind of tipping their cap to us in some of these places. But ultimately, it, it it's just really bad. I mean, like, there's really not much to be said for it. Now, what I will say is, the f- okay, so the first half hour I watched on my lunch break at work, and uh, I watched it on YouTube, and the video quality was so bad that it made it almost unwatchable. 
and I was not looking forward to finishing it. Like I was dreading finishing it. But when I was at home, um, I used the link that you had sent me, and it was a much better transfer. Uh, the The picture was much better, and that made it a little bit less painful to mm. watch. Um, not a ton, you know. I have no idea. I, I think it's probably better that I don't know where you find these things. <laughs> but, 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 wherever, but wherever you found it, I can only imagine that this is some sort of restoration or, or um, some sort of upgrade from the original because um, it, it, it's so much cleaner uh, what, what you sent me. Just, oh my gosh. I mean, where to start? The acting is terrible. Oh my Some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. And that's saying a lot because I do a lot of community theater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and not only that, but the entire movie is dubbed. And I have no idea why. Like... <sighs> Again, I say this all the time, but it's true. You're the technical guy. I mean, was is is that just cutting corners? I mean, is that you know a, a, a budget thing? Is it is it cheaper to go back in and, and dub the vocals later? Because the original actors dubbed their own voices, except for one. There was one guy who wasn't available, and they ended up the director dubbed all his lines. But for for the rest of them, it was all the original actors. But why? Why do you do that? I honestly don't believe that the filmmakers here were sophisticated enough or had enough money or resources to do on-set sound. I mean, the movie was apparently shot, it was designed to be done entirely outdoors so that they didn't have to do any lighting. There's no light crew on the set. I mean, they are out and filming outdoors in the bright daylight for almost the entire film. There are a few scenes that happen at night, uh, and they're poorly lit uh, and really bad. So... If they didn't have a light crew, <laughs> I'm sure they didn't have a sound crew, and they probably didn't want to mess with it because they're running around uh, in these open spaces. They didn't want to have to frame their shots to get a boom in there and probably deal with the sounds of nature that were all around them and you know the sounds of trees and their own walking and the bubbling brooks and the birds and whatever sure. planes might be flying overhead. I, I, I imagine it was just a choice made. The, the principal photography for this was completed apparently in 10 days, and it shows. It just, just looks like mm -hmm. something some people threw together over a weekend. And if it had been shot <laughs> even like five years later or I don't know. Maybe 10 years later, I would imagine the thing would have been shot on video. I mean, it looks mm -hmm. like a, a shot on video film that's just shot on film. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it's one step away. That's that's the quality of the cinematography in this movie. Yeah, it, it's, it's bad. And like you said, you know, the scenes at night... Again, you know, the, the transfer or whatever it was that you sent to me, it was better. But, you know, what I was watching on YouTube, it was kind of scratchy. Um, I, I would imagine that the, it was probably pulled from a VHS uh, copy um, from the 80s, and, and it, so it hadn't aged well. But, like, some of the night shots, I couldn't even see what was going on. Like, I had no idea. Um, in fact, there was one whole scene that I couldn't see, I think, <laughs> that the actor in that scene was black, and maybe that had something to do with it. Oh yeah, could, be. <laughs> could very well be. Because all all I could see was like the whites of his eyes and the whites of his teeth, and I don't know what's going on here. But anyway, I mean, we may as well get into it. Let's. I mean, do we have to? Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. What else are we gonna do? I, I mean, we can so. sit here and talk about how bad it is, but um, okay, so. I'm just going to say up front that the whole time I was watching this, I was thinking, this is a poor man's The Hills Have Eyes. It's like somebody watched The Hills Have Eyes and thought, oh, that's kind of a good movie. I'll go out and do something like that in the woods. <laughs> but but we'll only have one we could you know we we've only got the facilities or the you know money or whatever for one scary wild man so we'll just have one scary wild man and um we'll just have him kill a bunch of people and so the the story is about yeah i guess primarily these four uh campers um there's peter craig Joni, and ingrid and um they're all just kind of these rando people i mean i guess i, I didn't write down any of the actors names because i 
didn't recognize any of them. You know, I, I looked at their, you know, IMDb pages. You know, this is the movie they're known for. Like, some of them were in a couple other movies. Um, the, the lady who played Ingrid, uh, her name is Mary Gail Arts. And I guess after this, she went on to become a huge casting director in Hollywood. And, like, she casted Carpenter's Halloween 2. And uh, she casted Nightmare Before Christmas and the House of Wax remake. And she's got a ton of credits. So she went on to do other stuff. But this is the only movie she was ever in. Uh, so it's these four hikers. And they go into the woods. Craig is, like, I don't know, the their expert hiker or whatever. And so in the very beginning, he gives them all these rules. If you're going to survive in the wilderness, you got to remember three things. First is, don't panic. If you're lost and scared, you ain't going to make it. Get stark on you. Figure on spending the night. Anyhow, at Johnson's, we'll do just fine. <laughs> and you can forget all that Boy Scout nonsense about following rivers downstream. Get on top of something high. The undergrowth is too thick. You got to be able to see. Go from ridge to ridge, not river to river. <laughs> then at one point he's like, <laughs> at one point he's like, oh, and be careful of rabies too. Like, <laughs> like okay, I'll be sure to be careful of rabies. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy is so fun to have around. All he does is spout these these bits of stupid wisdom at, at them, and uh, I, I just wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, like, oh, he's super you know, After about three minutes, never, never go in the woods alone. Avoid any animal approaching you in the woods. The most feared animal in the woods is man. My favorite part is when they hike up to the top of the, of the mountain, and he, and somebody says, "Shouldn't be we be worried about bears or coyotes?" And his bright, brilliant advice is, Ingrid. No animal in its right mind is going to bother us. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> if you say so. This is the guy who was telling you to not to go into the woods alone, and now he's telling you, nah, don't worry about wild animals. Right. It'll be fine. You cannot go much further, though, without commenting on how horrible the music is. Mm-hmm. As soon as the title se- sequence came on, I thought, is this a freaking joke? Oh, you knew it was going to be bad because the title sequence is so bad. And, it, like, the opening credits look like end credits. Like, in yeah. fact, the opening credits are longer. Which is a shame because that horrible title music has to extend all the way across it. Uh-huh. And it doesn't get any better as it goes on. And, and then, b- before we even see the hikers, it's just random people in the woods getting killed. Well, and that's like a woman running. Oh, and that's the other thing. It's so funny about this movie is like, this is not some, you know, deep backwoods area that we're talking about. Like, this is apparently like the most popular tourist attraction in this area because it is just (laughs) teeming with people, like people everywhere. And like Midwestern couples in their track suits, you know, hikers in their, you know, little shorty shorts and headbands, um, a a girl on roller skates at one point, like what, why, like why are you on roller skates in the woods? I don't understand. Roller skating on a trail down in the woods. Yeah. Uh, Bird watcher. (laughs) Like that couple that looks like they're like visiting Las Vegas or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and and then towards the end, there's a, a big fat guy in a wheelchair who like it just cuts back to like 20 times trying to make his way up this hill. And like he's just grunting like, uh, 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 like <laughs> all alone. <laughs> there's lots of grunting in this movie. Um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's weird. It, it, so it, this this I, I don't know state park i guess it you know just has tons of people in it and this crazy wild man who you don't see for a while like they kind of try to make you wonder what you know who the killer is what's going on for a while and oh i don't know i maybe it could be a bear who knows because like you know the first slashings and things are you just you just kind of see the aftermath you don't really see what's going on but eventually it's revealed to be like this wild man of the forest and i don't even know how to describe him he's got like this headpiece on that's got like these beaded ropes that hang down in front of his face and yeah it's like hagrid went to a renaissance festival yeah also mixed with the dude from the revenant i mean kind of it's just a stupid stupid outfit yeah 
It's like you went to Walmart at Halloween time and bought a caveman costume and then rolled around in the dirt for a while. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. It's I don't know. It's just dumb. The, these woods are right outside of a town, and yeah. this wild man lives in this cabin, which apparently is not hard to find, and as it turns out, the police know it's there. Like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't even... It's it's so weird. And and so yeah. so you've got the four campers, um, and, and they're, you know, kind of going along doing their own thing, and nothing really happens with them for a while, but people are just literally getting slaughtered all around them. <laughs> And and they don't even notice. Like yeah. like the like the wild man will slaughter that Vegas middle aged guy and then throw him down onto the rocks where these kids are like playing around and splashing in the water. It's like five feet away from them and they are just completely oblivious to it. And that's it. That's the whole movie. The end. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was kind of what I wanted it to end. Because, yeah, it, it's really bad. Uh, then we get to a guy, a sheriff, driving, or he's a deputy, I guess, driving in the town. And man, this must be Utah. I think a lot of it was filmed in Utah. It looks it like looks Utah. It looks like Utah. Like the woods that we're talking about are like half woods, half fields, uh-huh. sort of, at the base of a mountain. And like you said, it's not even that much cover, right? But, you know, it's a small town. He's driving and uh, walks into the police office, and there is just the most horrible dialogue. Oh, it's all like, terrible. Really? Yeah. The sheriff seen this report yet? You know he's busy and asked not to be disturbed. Something's wrong. There have been four reports in the same area. Bears again. Ever handcuff a grizzly? If any of my bears come into town, then you can arrest them. Otherwise, this county mounties will take care of them. For the last time, the sheriff is busy. He does not want to be disturbed. Right. Stop messing in county business, Jesse. The sheriff will take care of everything outside the city limits. We're city. He's county. The sheriff, of course, is playing golf, hardy har har, in his office, and he's a big fat that guy. guy. Right? Like it's. I guess it's supposed to be funny, but <laughs> it just doesn't play. Yeah. And he doesn't even look at him. And this guy walks into the room, and as he's putting he just says another missing persons report yeah and so they just start talking about how they're a bunch of missing people and how they really need to get to the bottom of this and so then the sheriff and his deputy go talk to a store owner and he does i don't know he must be talking about one of the couples it it doesn't even matter you don't even care and he doesn't even care it's like he, he just sort of brushes it off like, well, all these people missing, they're probably big city slicker folks who don't know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. They'll turn up later in Lake Tahoe or something. Then there's a moment, and I feel like maybe they got a hold of uh, somebody's private plane for the day. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where the sheriff goes up in a plane with a guy for like two minutes to go out over the woods and look down. Now, based on what we've seen, he should see all kinds of people down there including a bunch of dead bodies and stuff. He looks down there for about five minutes and then just writes it all off and decides he's going to yeah, leave. Yeah, well, we may as well go back. We're not going to find anybody. Like, they're they're up there for two seconds. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. nah, don't say anything. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then it's nighttime, and these people... They talk about how they're like hiking to a cabin, mm-hmm. but they can't quite find it, and so they decide they're going to camp for the day. But then, as the movie goes on, it it seems like they camp like two or three times. Uh-huh. I guess two or three days are supposed to be passing in all this time, and they really don't even care about finding the cabin anymore. I guess. But anyway, the first time they do, we get this campfire scene. This campfire scene is supposed to be one of those typical know-it-all. Craig, I think, yeah, is telling a spooky story to the others. But I don't know if they lost the footage. They did. What happened? <laughs> oh, okay. Is that it? Yeah. Because there's no shot of Craig whatsoever in this. It is It is so awkward. It's entirely close up on two of the other characters as they sit and listen and react to his story, which goes on for like almost, I don't know, five or six minutes. And it's not even just that, but it seems like they had to blow up the film. <laughs> like they had to zoom in on these two because it's extremely grainy and it just looks a little blown up. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And there's no point to it. You know, there's no blah. Well, I guess there's a point in which, yeah, oh, we're freaked out or something. But 
it's just like they're trying to check these boxes yes. of what you find in a horror movie, and that's one of the things they had to squeeze in. So that by God, by God, even though they don't have half of the footage for it and it looks really terrible, they're going to squeeze it in anyway. So they do well. And the four campers, they're just so blah and boring. Like you don't even care. And listen, I hate to be superficial, but you know, in these types of movies, at least usually you get to look at some pretty people, and like these people aren't even pretty i mean like (laughs) peter (laughs) peter Peter, one of the guys like the the kind of bad boy one uh who gets mad all the time i mean he's he's pretty good looking i guess but the rest of them are just very average type people and folks i'm a very average type person so it's not like i'm you know (laughs) it's not like i'm sitting in my (laughs) ivory tower looking down on people but both of the girls have really super short hair like I, at first, I wasn't even sure if they were men or women, and Craig is ugly, and I can say that because that's my name. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes it all right. There's sure. my disparaging, <laughs> self-disparaging moment for uh, the day. But my favorite parts, and that's throwing that word around very loosely, are the scenes of just random people getting killed. And of those scenes, my favorite one <laughs> is when they cut to this like it's like a great big vw van and uh you know we see it from the outside and the lights are all on inside and then we go inside and what we see is like a velvet painting of farrah fawcett on the on the ceiling (laughs) and then it pans down to these like late 70s porn star looking folks and they're kind of oh that's that's too kind. They are, <laughs> like these, bad, these bad people porn. could not get past, cast in a porn for the life of them. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, oh gosh! But anyway, they're they're like kind of making out like in the bed, like in this van or whatever. And their names are Cherry and Dick. And <laughs> and, and Cherry's like Dick. It's just not perfect. Oh, baby, baby, we'll work it out. Come here, baby. Come here. Cherry, Cherry, you're the most beautiful thing that ever came into my life. Oh, Dick. I don't know, Dick. I just don't know, Dick, if this is going to be the right time, Dick. And uh, and he's like, <laughs> and then she sees something outside, and she's like, Dick, what is that, Dick? And uh, and so he's like, well, I don't know, but I'm going to protect you. And he, like, pulls a gun out of a little safe or something, and he walks out in the woods. And, you know, we see him walking out in the woods a little bit, but you know, not for very long before he just gets attacked and killed. But then Cherry is just standing er, like in the door of the van and for at least 30 seconds Dick? 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 (laughs) Dick, are you out there? Dick? Uh, All all night long last night. (laughs) (laughs) That's as much dick as is in this movie. <laughs> and there's a lot of dick. Oh, there's I... a lot of dick in this movie. There are no... Uh, you know, I I haven't cared about seeing any nudity in a movie since, you know, I was a teenager. <laughs> I have to. I have to say, in this movie, I just I wanted I wanted it so badly. Not because anybody was attractive, but because I thought, well, surely they're they're checking that box too. And somebody's <laughs> going to take their top off, and I was just wondering who it was going to be. I was almost take, placing bets with myself, mm-hmm. you know. And not a single bit of nudity no, in this film. No, no. But so so then then somehow the the madman who we still haven't seen yet, but somehow he. <laughs> he rolls the van down a cliff like how is that even possible like this one guy just pushed the van over and like it rolls down the hill and uh it and blows up at the bottom and the whole time it's rolling down the hill you just get this constant vocal track of her screaming like like she's she's not being jostled around or anything it's just ah dick like <laughs> as it's rolling down the hill and then it yeah. blows up at the bottom oh, oh gosh good times they're just some really weird ones too it's like they really were stretching to find all kinds of different people to put in maybe i can give them this amount of credit 
is that, you know, when you watch, I don't know, Friday the 13th, some other movie where people get killed in the woods, it's usually all just like camp counselors or campers or hikers or something. In this, they really try hard to get a variety of colorful characters out there, like you already described. A random dude in a wheelchair, some roller skater. uh, And then we get a painter, Mm -hmm. some plein air painter who I think is a woman? Yeah, it was a woman. Who has set up a little camp out there and has a little girl bouncing around in a swing uh, in this tree who doesn't talk and who's, I don't know, five or six years old? No, two maybe. Two or three. Yeah, you're right. Two or three is bouncing around in this thing and eating a bar of chocolate while this person is painting a building out in the woods. <laughs> so, I didn't even didn't make a hell of a, a, a lot of sense. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. They were kind of trying hard not to show the painting, but they couldn't help do it. And it's like, that is a building. And <laughs> what, what did she, she just likes to go out into the woods for inspiration, but she paints from memory or a photograph or something. And um, this person gets killed against her thing. And then... It's, you know, I think they're trying to build this tension, like, what's going to happen to the girl? And the girl disappears, mm-hmm. shows to swing, and she's gone. I only bring this up because there's going to be an amazing twist. There. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. And then, okay, so the four of the four campers, and, and it, like you said, it's all these random people that get killed in these random moments, and it's true. It totally is. And I read that all of those scenes, they filmed on the weekends with either the crew or like friends and family who they could con into doing this. Um, and, and they filmed all of these pre-production. Um, and so I, I have a feeling that they just filmed a bunch of kill scenes and they're like, we'll stick them in somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All, all these people who totally regret it years later, but it's just, it's just filler. It's really just filler for the movie. And they're not even suspenseful. No. I mean, well, and that's the thing, you know, when you do this, I, I, I really kind of got to thinking about it. I was like, why is this so boring? It's because even in the most high body count slasher films, they try to do a little something to introduce you to the characters before they off them, you know? Mm-hmm. And in this, it's just, I see some random guy watching some birds and, oh, he gets killed. And, oh, this random person's painting and then she gets killed. You don't care. No, and they're not killed in creative ways at all. Like, they just get hacked with a machete, and, like, they'll just be doing their thing, and then all of a sudden, hack! Like, oh, there's a bunch of blood, and they're dead now. Um, and, and it is really bloody. It is bloody, but that's all. It's it's not gore effects. You know, if, if, if it gets in close on something, they might have a torn-up shirt with a bunch of blood all over right. it, but you can tell they couldn't afford to even throw, I don't know, you know, some pig intestines or No, it's barbecue sauce, literally. Barbecue sauce and red uh, food coloring is what I read they used. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a lot of it looked so fake, especially when it got up close. It looked because maybe the thickness. It must have been the thickness. I don't know. It looked like red paint to me. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's very red. Whatever. I mean, well, it's so bad that you just can't imagine that anybody thought this movie would bother anyone. You know, right? Really, you're going to ban this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Gosh, Uh, and, and every time you go back to the main four people that's super boring too like they're not doing anything they're just walking through the woods and at some point peter gets mad about something i don't even know what he gets mad about and so he goes off alone to camp and then there's that scene where some couple gets killed it was so dark i couldn't even see what was going on they get pulled up in sleeping bags do they their sleeping bags get pulled up into a tree but what's crazy about this is you don't even see them before they start getting killed like it immediately cuts to the interior of a sleeping bag with this man screaming yeah and an interior of another sleeping bag with this woman screaming it's like what's going on and then their sleeping bags get hoisted up into these trees and they get whacked a bunch of times that's that's what it is like, I, I saw none of no that, setup that you know? yeah. well it was yeah, it was one of those few night scenes, and unless you had a good transfer, you absolutely wouldn't see any of it. It wasn't well-filmed, anyway. And and then there's also a bunch of really lame-ass jump scares, like there'll be spooky, you know, music, if you want to call it that, but, um, and then, you know, somebody will just step into frame, like, ah! Like, <laughs> uh, oh, no, <laughs> scary! Some, okay, and so then Peter's off by himself, and it's daytime again, and, like, I feel like he's watching the rest of them, like, play in the river or something, and he sees... 
this fisherman get killed. Like, I guess this wild man of the forest, like, sets traps or something, and, like, this bear trap, like, swings out of a tree or something and, and gets this guy's face. Um, and Peter sees it, and he runs off. And that's really when we get the first sight of this madman. And so now we know who the bad guy is. And so Peter gets yeah. chased, and then Joni plays some sort of prank on Craig and so he's mad at her and he wants to get her back so he strings her up in a sleeping bag which that's really not funny like <laughs> no, that's not, not funny at all it's not a good prank at all um, <laughs> and then he's just like running around taunting her and uh she like rips a hole in the sleeping bag so she can kind of see out and she's like Craig I think there's somebody else out there and he's just like running around taunting her <laughs> He's going to get you. You can't escape. So then he gets killed. And, like, he gets sliced. And then you just see his body on the ground, like, getting dragged. And his arm is chopped off. And, like, when did his arm get chopped off? That's I, <laughs> I missed that. And then it's just a bunch of chasing. You know, like, yeah, they run around a lot. They find the cabin. Yeah, Peter and, and Ingrid somehow end up hooking back up together. Oh, and... <sighs> They find this cabin, and this this is my favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you do, right? They're approaching the cabin. This place, he's in there. He would have already heard us. We need food if we're going to make it out of here. If it's his food, I'll still take it. Yeah. <laughs> They've been without food for maybe like eight hours, and they act like they're starving to death. Like, <laughs> you're going to be okay. It's not like we've even seen them eat food. Right. You know, food has not been a thing at all in this film and up to that point. Ugh, it's so dumb. And the wild man yells a lot. And, you know, yeah. every time he chases them, he's like yelling and grunting. And, and Oh, and there's a random hiker who finds the dude's walking stick, which I guess he just decided to leave in a tree. I think it was supposed to be a trap. <laughs> which okay. is so funny because this hiker just randomly finds okay so this wild man carries this stick that's covered in like keys and other jingly jangly things which also makes no sense because <laughs> it totally announces his presence anytime he's around like he wants people to yeah. know he's coming okay um but this hiker finds it and he's like oh this is weird so i guess i'll keep it the hikers walking along with it and peter and ingrid are hiding and peter somewhere has found this enormous branch with like a spear end on it um and so when he hears the jingle jangle coming he jumps up and he spears the the hiker right in the abdomen <laughs> like totally kills him and then they get chased some more god i mean it's just it's droll to even have to talk about it <laughs> sorry i'm sorry listeners like you you can turn it off we we won't be offended <laughs> we, there's nothing to, nothing to hear here <laughs> nothing to see nothing to hear the bad guy surfaces up and he starts throwing branches of spears but then we get you know i don't know they run away from him i love this part where peter tries to wash the blood off of his spear yeah. in the stream which wouldn't even work, but anyway. There's supposed to be, I think, this poignant moment where Ingrid is hurt and Peter is cuddled up to her and it's getting nighttime again. And this is my second favorite sequence in the whole film. And again, you're checking the boxes. They're supposed to have this tender moment where they're talking about what they're going to do when they get back. There's so much I want to tell you when we get back. Shh. Ingrid, just rest. We'll be out of here soon. Warm food, warm bed, and a doctor for your cut. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. We're we're gonna make it. <laughs> it's I love that. A doctor for your cut. Yeah. I wrote it down too. It was so funny. And and the acting is so bad. We for, I I forgot to mention that when they were in the cabin, like there's also like traps set up in the cabin, but all the traps do is like drop sawdust on them. Like I don't even really know what the purpose of these traps are, but uh when they set off one of these traps, the body of Craig is like revealed and the look of horror on Peter's face was one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Oh my god, the acting is so so bad. 
Um, and then they, okay, so not only are they being chased by this wild man and it's nighttime now, so they are going to camp out, but they make a fire and lay down next to it. Like, yeah, that's real inconspicuous, folks. Like, he'll never <laughs> find you now. And then, then they wake up in the morning under a ski lift and the town is about 200 yards away. <laughs> like, like we made it. We finally made it. We're going to be great. We're going to be all right. And then okay, oh. so they run down to the town and and it's, you know, then we get the fat sheriff again and they're in a hospital um and they're talking to Dr. Maggie who is also an amazing actress. You think you have enough men to run this maniac down? Oh yeah, plenty. Could be a mass murder deal, and I don't want to develop it into no circus. Sheriff? Dr. Maggie. Hello, Maggie. How are the two campers? Well, the girl lost a lot of blood, but we've gotten her over the shock, and she should be on her feet fairly shortly. She's not the problem. The guy worries me, too. He keeps talking about this Joni, the one they left in the woods. Keeps going over and over that. I know he's really feeling guilty. There's a lot of pressure under that kind of stress, and he might he might become irrational. They're literally right next to this town. Like, how did they not yeah. see the lights the night before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and they've been surrounded, like we've said before. They've been surrounded by other people. There are so many people in, this, in these woods getting offed by this one guy running around with jangly stuff. You know, when they said we made it and they run down to the town and I now see that they're in the hospital and stuff. I looked at the clock and said, there's still 25 minutes of this movie left. Like, you know, I didn't look at the clock and I thought, oh, good. The movie's wrapping up. (laughs) No, there's still 25 minutes left. And seriously, they should have just ended it. Oh, God. Peter's all distraught because Joni's still out there and he left him there and. The, the the cop is talking about like planning a search and it seems anything but urgent. Yeah. And and Dr. Maggie is worried that Peter is irrational and she doesn't know what he's gonna do, and then immediately we see Peter running back into the woods. Oh my god, it just doesn't get any more stupid. Like seriously, just let the police do their jobs. Like <laughs> Joni. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cares about her anyway. Just (laughs) just leave her out there. And so then I'm thinking, okay, so now Peter is going to be the hero and he's going to go out and he's going to find Joni and he's going to save her and save the day. No, Joni runs around and like the next time we see her, she runs to this creek and like she, she drinks some water and then she eats the very last bite of her baby Ruth and she's just in desperation. And so she runs to, she, she, she finds the cabin also. And this was the part where I'm like, seriously, because like she starts digging through the garbage and she starts eating the garbage, like this gross, disgusting garbage. Like you are not that hungry. You have been out there for one day. You are going to be all right. Stop eating this disgusting garbage. (sighs) And then she gets killed. Whoever wrote this, and this is the only thing he wrote, by the way. He wrote one other thing before this, but, you know, there's nothing you could possibly do after this. Uh, There's no dramatic tension in this movie at all. Because between the random people getting killed that we don't care about, that pads out the movie, the primary actors in here who we don't really give a rip about, who have no soul or no character, nothing of interest, then there's supposedly this whole subplot where he's distraught and he's going out to rescue Joni, and what happens is Joni just gets killed. Yeah, I feel like they try to add some dramatic tension when she's looking around the cabin. She finds this cardboard box. And, like, she opens it up, and we don't see what's in there, but she, like, has this horrified look on her face, like, <gasps> oh, my God. But then the bad guy just comes in, and, like, it, he he literally walks in right behind her, looking like, oh, Jesus, I'm at work. Can we just get this over with? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, like, he's just standing there, like, he's not really menacing at all, and, like, she runs into this room, and she's trying to break out of a window, but it's changed, and he just kind of saunters up behind her and starts hacking her up with a machete. And, um, it, you know, it's lots of blood, uh, but like you said, it's really just, you know, they went in and cut up her T-shirt between takes and and then splashed her with a bunch of barbecue sauce and i thought we were gonna get to see her boobs but 
We didn't. <laughs> no. No. Not that I was anticipating it as much as you were, but again, <laughs> I, was I was just I was expecting it, you know, right? Yeah. Um, and and yeah. So then, so then she's dead, and then they like the police form a search party, and the the hot deputy has his uh, shirt unbuttoned to his navel. Like what? Like, <laughs> you're at work. What is happening? <laughs> And the fat, oh, the fat sheriff, the fat sheriff is like, I want you to tell all these guys to go look along these ridges. And the hot deputy's like, well, What are you going to do? And the fat sheriff's like, I'm going to go check out the cabin. Like, you know that cabin's there, and and <laughs> and then he does the dep or the sheriff goes up to the cabin and he's looking around. And again, this is very much where I was getting like the hills have eyes vibes because like you see all of these like IDs um, and wallets and things. Like apparently this has been going on for years, and the police just didn't know about it, even though they knew this cabin was there, and even though this is a highly populated area where people are getting killed in mass on a daily basis. Like, <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Yeah. And, then, and then Dr. Maggie, in all of her medical wisdom, thinks <laughs> it would be a good idea to bring Ingrid in, back into the woods because she's worried about Peter, and maybe if they find Peter, then Ingrid will be able to talk him into coming in or something. Like, it's just so it's so badly written. Like, there's n- nothing about it makes any sense. Nothing about it is good. Uh, you get the whole wheelchair gag then here, and and they play it as a gag. The music even gets like. <laughs> Like, it's supposed to be funny, like, and they keep cutting back to it, and it's just this fat guy trying to wheel his way up a path in the woods, and there's, they cut back to it, like, I would say at least three or four times, at at some point he falls out of his wheelchair, like, ha ha ha, fat guy fell out of his wheelchair, But then he finally gets up to the top of the mountain and it's like he's looking over this beautiful view and his head gets sliced off with a machete. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we literally spent five or six minutes with this guy just so we could get a split second shot in the dark of his head getting sliced off in a totally unconvincing way. <sighs> and then, okay, God. And then, so talk about the end. <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, oh, Ingrid disappeared. Big surprise there. And all all the whole posse is looking, blah, blah, blah. They're pretty terrible at this. Peter's running around in the woods. He has his spear back, I guess. Yeah, or another one. Apparently this forest is littered with spears. And he is wandering, like, through the field. Not even the woods. It's like this field area. And he stops to sand it down (laughs) and immediately gets attacked by this fat guy again. And then Ingrid suddenly shows up, and she runs in. And so there's a whole scene between them. Finally, I think the fat guy's got Ingrid down. Peter ends up with his spear. He tosses it at the fat guy. He goes down, and they sort of think he's dead. And so then they embrace. They have this very stereotypical 12 feet away from the guy laying on the ground. They decide they want to make out. Yeah, and they found an excuse for him to get his shirt off. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's so bad. And then the camera pans down, and look, this guy's gone. Surprise. And then he appears again, and then they stab him to death. And and the way they stab him, he's this guy. Oh, and it looks so fake, too. This big guy is laying on the ground, and he must have, like, a metal plate under his shirt and a bunch of blood splatter all over him. Yeah. And the two of them, Peter and Ingrid, uh, what, Peter has like a machete or his spear, and Ingrid has a spear or something, and they just stab repeatedly into this guy. But it doesn't even look like they're stabbing. It looks like they're stabbing some plate underneath yeah, his shirt. Yeah, it, it's like he's laying under a box. Like, like, it's mm-hmm. like his feet are sticking out of one end of it, and the upper part of his torso is sticking out of the other. And you can see it. Like, it doesn't even look mm-hmm. human-shaped. Like, it's square. And when they're stabbing him, it's not they're, whatever they're using, Into whatever utensils anything. they're using, it's not penetrating anything. Like, no. they're obviously... <laughs> like, And you... I don't even know if they did this intentionally because everything was dubbed. It sounds like they're hitting a box. Like it doesn't even yeah. it doesn't even sound like they're stabbing somebody. Like you can hear 
you can hear the things hitting like wood. Mm-hmm. And the cops and stuff just stand there watching them while they stab this guy for a minute. And <laughs> the upper part of his torso and his feet are just like <laughs> wiggling like, ah, stop stabbing me. <laughs> And, and, oh. and, you know, I again, I don't know, like, if they're trying to be funny or what. Another thing, you know, all this, we keep talking about these spears and things. Like, both the wild man and the uh, hikers can just pick a stick up off the ground and lightly toss it, and it immediately becomes a deadly weapon and will impale anyone. <laughs> these are expert spear throwers apparently because <laughs> every- oh, i love that i love that scene though like what you're talking about when they're the wild man's up high and they're t- yeah. he's tossing the spears down at them and the one gets ingrid like he tosses them and they're like flipping in the air yeah <laughs> they're like so light and they're so poorly tossed they're just like the guy couldn't even throw a football let a spear right <laughs> but but everyone that touches her causes like this horrible wound Oh my god, it's so silly. <laughs> and so then the cops in the search party just stand there and watch while they spear this guy to death and then Ingrid and Peter kind of walk off together and the cop says something like I feel like it was supposed to be poignant. Sometimes makes you kind of wonder. Cute couple. And then they walk off. <laughs> Peter and Ingrid just walk <laughs> off together. And then here, the big twist is that the wild man had that box that Joni had seen and been shocked by. He's brought it out into the woods for whatever reason, and he sat it down before he gets killed. And we see that what was in the box was that baby. He had stolen that baby. And uh, the baby is sitting there, and it's got like a little hatchet, and it's like hitting the ground with the hatchet and it's just sitting there and Ingrid and Peter leave and the cops all leave. So I guess we're left to just imagine that this baby is just left in the forest by itself. Maybe it will become a wild baby of the forest. Who knows? And then the only redeeming part of this movie, they, they roll the credits and the, uh, the end credit song is amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness, is it ever. <laughs> Don't go out in the woods tonight, you probably will be thrilled. Don't go out in the woods tonight, you probably will be killed. There's a friendly beast who lurks about and likes to feast. You won't get out without being killed and chopped up in little pieces. I don't even know who wrote it, but whoever wrote it wrote it as a joke uh, about the movie. Um, but the director liked it liked it so much that uh, he used it over the end credits, and it's 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 funny. Like it if you're interested in this movie. Um, just go to YouTube and see if you can find this song and listen to it because that's good enough. Like it, it talks about a wild man <laughs> in the woods and how he might kill you. That's all you need to know. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh-huh. Usually I try to be optimistic and I try to be positive and I try to find something positive to say about these movies. Like, well, it was campy, but it had heart or, you know – they they really were ambitious and they tried. It just didn't work out very well. No, I don't know what these people were thinking. I, God, I, it, it's just bad. It's awful. Don't watch it. Don't waste your time. It's a terrible, terrible movie. Movies like this just depress me, you know? It's like, I feel like I've done so much better work and somebody's making money off of this. I can't imagine. I mean, did it like... Why do we know about this movie? Did it did it do well? Like, does it have a cult following? No. Like, I didn't. I, I think just video. You know, you know all these really crappy movies. Yeah, they were they were released on video. They went to the to the rental market, and they you know had a kind of like oh people ended up renting it because of the box cover art, or maybe they made fun of it or something like that. But I mean, we're talking about it now. That is so depressing. It really this is. director of this film has done nothing that looks even remotely good. Most of what he's done was porn or softcore porn. I mean, you go to his IMDb page, and you're going to find Beach Blanket Bango, <laughs> Sex Aliens, Swedish Erotica number 73, uh, Thanks for the Mammaries. I mean, this guy... <laughs> Maybe he found his calling. <laughs> because... I guess so. I, 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 I met... 
I guess that people are less concerned about high quality filmmaking in porn, and that's fine. <laughs> but, but why stay away? But, you know, the stay away that... from the mainstream movies, sir, <laughs> Mister James <laughs> Bryan. Thank you very much. <laughs> I I was impressed to read that the the entire film stock for the film was purchased for four hundred dollars. Somehow they found that there was a film lab that was going to recycle some old film stock. Uh, that was going out of date soon, and they picked up all of it for 400 bucks and shot the whole movie with it, which that's why I say they had to make something from this. I mean, if they made more than $400 and the peanuts that it must have cost them to film mm-hmm. the rest of it, I mean, th- surely they didn't pay these actors anything. I can't imagine. They're not even actors, you know? Um, oh. Movies like this just depress me. <laughs> depress me. Well, cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and and that's the thing. Like part of the reason that I always, you know, try to put some positive spin on it is because who the hell am I? I'm some guy in the Midwest who you know teaches high school. I'm no filmmaker. I I certainly couldn't do any better. But I I can only imagine that. The people who made this movie, you know, I I certainly hope they had a good time doing it, um, but I can't imagine that there's anything really to be proud of here. You know, like it's it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, and, and I guess you know there are. I'm not one of them. You know, I'm not somebody who uh, seeks out you know deliberately really bad movies you know, but there are people out there who get a kick out of watching stuff like this um and if you're one of those people you know more power to you but um unless you're one of those people i i really don't think that you're going to get any enjoyment out of this you know i i kind of wish i could get this hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was back and it, it at an hour and 22 minutes it felt so long like i thought it would never end <laughs> yes I wanted it to end so badly. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even fun. Don't watch it. Like Don't even bother. You know, life is precious. Life is short. <laughs> you, you could get attacked by a wild man in the woods tomorrow. You do not need to waste an hour and 20 minutes on this movie. Go, you know, use your time more wisely. Go out into the woods, paint a building, enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't watch this movie. I think I could make a documentary called Don't Watch Don't Go Into the Woods. <laughs> and that should be the last film we do. We should do that, you know, next week okay. for this 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 month. <laughs> don't watch Don't Go Into the Woods. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Just don't make them watch this movie. <laughs> you can find us uh, everywhere that you can find podcasts online, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Also go to our Facebook page and go to our website at twoguys.red40.net where we have much better films that we've talked about and much more interesting conversations than we had today. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With Two Guys and a Chainsaw. Chainsaw.